Welcome back to Questions to Ask podcast. I am your host, Clara Jamison. And can you believe that today is the last Sunday of 2019? Yep, you heard right. It is this last Sunday of 2019. And to be honest, I I did not notice or I did not realize that in a few days, a new decade was going to be here with us. I'm not sure exactly why I was not aware of it or, you know, why I basically didn't really pay attention to it as much. And perhaps maybe it's because I've been too much into the present to notice, but it is here. And I wanted to jump in and give you a quick recap of my 2019 because after doing my vision mind mapping exercises, I thought it may be beneficial to you to know what I found out throughout my highlights, my setbacks, my struggles, and more in 2019. Without further ado, let's go. I believe that a question is one of the most powerful things you can experience can help you expand, move forward, reflect, and grow. A question is the seed we need to start any process, any revolution, or any action. Here at Questions to Ask Podcast, we love to ask questions that will help you understand, know, learn, and act upon. Welcome. We are here because I'm going to go through my 2019 recap. Um, what I usually do is before the year end, I usually do a mind mapping event and I go ahead and I talk to not only myself, but to everyone about let's write down what the highlights of 2019 were, what were our setbacks, but look at it through a grateful lens, of course. And then I go into, okay, now that we know all this and now we know what we know for sure and what we've learned and what we've actually assessed and and understood from the year, then we go ahead and then we talk about what we need to do for the next year, right? So I already did this for myself and I wanted to give you my highlights and my my setbacks and what I am grateful for both of them. What were the lessons that I learned based on that? And then what are the things that I'm going to be focusing on for next year for 2020? First and foremost, I have to say that I am so, so surprised about how much I've been able to accomplish in 2019. I actually thought that I was not accomplishing a lot of things. I actually felt like I was all over the place and I'll go more into that a little bit later. But I really thought that I was not doing much, but I was doing a lot. And throughout my journey and my process, I realized that this year, although my year, my word was for this year was um, to find a calm confidence and to simplify my life. I actually got the opportunity to learn about myself and what I want and what I don't want and what triggers me, what doesn't, and um, to really hone in on my trauma and to work through my trauma and things like that and and the power of that and the power of my stories um, and my experiences and how it may help others. So it was really, really um, uh, serendipitous in the way it happened because I didn't set out to um, do those things and the things that I actually 
um, some of the highlights that I, I set out to, I did not set out to do them, but I actually did them. There were many things that I set out um, during my vision board uh, party or event that it actually happened to the T and everything on my vision board along with my mind mapping actually happened. So I was very, very, very ecstatic to see that. But then I also saw other things that I was not expecting and that um, I even saw things that I thought I was going to do and I put it in kind of like at the last minute of the year because I um, I was able to do a lot of things by September. But um, I, I basically recreated a new vision board for myself um, around the beginning of August or end of August. And I realized that in reality, I didn't have to do that, right? So I actually included more to do, which then ended up me not being able to actually accomplish those things. Because at the end of the day, what I realized is that this year for me was all about self-discovery and my passions and what I like and what I didn't like and where I needed to go. And and then I feel like then for 2020, it's all about focusing on the things that really bring me joy and spark that joy, as Mary Kondo says, and really move in that direction and align with that and more on that later. But so here are the highlights for 2019 for me. Finally, I was more consistent with Questions to Ask podcast. Yay, I launched it. I wanted to do this for a long time. I've had a podcast before, but it really didn't take off, um, at least on my end, because I was just a lot, it was a lot of things that I needed to do. And I was focusing on too many things in the past, but I actually was more consistent with questions to ask podcast. So I'm really excited about that. The other thing that I did was I hosted my second annual follow your own path event. And that is the event that I'm talking about. I do my vision and my mapping strategies with the uh, attendees that are there and some people that I've actually um, started to coach afterwards. So it has been instrumental for many things because not only has it helped me help others, but it has helped me as well. So I was so excited that it's been my second year. And then this year we're hosting a third one and it's been very, very successful. And I can't wait to see what um, transpired from the third one. Other thing was I became a certified and registered yoga teacher for adults and kids. Yep, adults and kids. So at first I went in, I got certified by Brief for Change, and I thought that I was going to really be focusing on kids, but then I realized that it was a full-fledged adult um, certification, 200 hours, and then because I still wanted to learn about kids yoga and really be certified in that, I got a certificate on kids yoga. So I've been able to really hone on that and really focus on that. And I've taught yoga classes, not only to my kids, to myself, but to other people as well. And it has been so much fun. I've been so ecstatic. I've actually even done video yoga classes and been sending it to my I Am Amazing followers. So, and a lot of people have been very very happy with them, which I was like a little bit hesitant and afraid of putting myself out there for that. So very, very excited about that. I became a wellness and social and emotional 
learning coach. Um, I actually uh, got certified. I got my certification from Morton on e-commerce. I almost finished with getting my ADHD parent to parent coach certification. I'm literally like 5%. So yeah, so I'm almost finished with getting my ADHD parent to parent coach certification. I went to my first Chad conference where I learned everything I could about ADHD, DDT, CBT, emotional dysregulation, dysphoria, anxiety. I learned so much, so much. And I also learned about the IEP process, about evaluations and behavior evaluations and how to really hone on that. Um, And so much so that I realized, I realized that I am a true nerd. I said it. I can't believe it. I am a nerd for behavioral science, for science overall. I love to, that's one of the reasons why I love to ask questions to understand what's going on, how it works, why it doesn't work, and things like that. I also coach many people within their transition phase and their own path. I was very honored to do that. Some of them worked out. Some of them didn't, which which made me realize that you have to be very selective as to who you coach and also do the due diligence of doing the due process in, in the beginning where you really need to know if that person is ready to be coached because sometimes they think that they are. And they're really not. And then therefore, they go ahead and do things that you may be telling them to do and they're not really in it. So um, I've realized that, um, and many other lessons, which I will talk about later on, that, you know, coaching people is a lot of fun and it's so rewarding, but you have to do it at the time that they're ready, right? You may be ready, but they also have to be ready. And you may also have to kind of, kind of step back a little bit once you get into that relationship and that that process to then realize, okay, maybe they're not there, but how can I get them there, right? So that was very instrumental to me. The other things that I did in 2019 was that I traveled to many different locations thanks to my husband who celebrated my 40th birthday by planning a countdown called 40 Days to 40. Yep, he literally... Every single day we had, or every single weekend, we had something going on that was a countdown to my 40. It was all about where he took me to places monumental throughout my life, whether it was uh, in Brooklyn. We went to Brooklyn because that was where we had our dating scene happening, or in the Bronx where I lived since I was 15, or it was, you know, my old apartment, which I bought at 24, and him showing me these monumental spaces. So I am so thankful to him. And the list goes on. I mean, I could go on to tell you so much more. And here are my setbacks. Let's go into our setbacks. I think that setbacks are good. I think I used to think of them as a really bad thing. And I, you know, I used to think that there was something wrong if you had a setback or a flaw or something like that. No. Negativa.com. That's not the case. So I, um, my setback for 2019 was because I know that I can do it all, because I am a can-do kid, I dove into too many ventures. Mm. Yeah, I did. As you can tell by my list and 
the list that I have not given you. Um, I didn't focus on only one, which in so many ways was very good, but in other ways was a curse at times. Um, and I didn't make one thing my star. And again, this made me realize, well, I'll talk to you about the learned lessons later, but because of this, I got so confused often and frustrated because when I saw others pass me or when I quotes unquote, or when I saw, you know, that they were doing things that I already thought about like three weeks ago or three months ago, and they're posting it and I'm like still in the process of posting it. I got really angry with myself because I was not focused on one thing. I was just basically all over the place. And hence, I couldn't take any one of my ventures to its fullest potential. So that was my biggest setback. My biggest setback also was the fact that I was going through a lot of trauma. I was working through a lot of my trauma. Um, and although I don't place it as a setback, I have to put it in a setback and also put, put it as a highlight. Highlight because I was able and capable and willing to work on my traumas and my triggers, but also setback because it made me raw and opened me up into many different emotions that I was not aware of at that moment. Um, and it was really difficult with, uh, it was very difficult for me at times to really be in that space because I'm not a very emotional person or I, and now I'm very much about emotions, right? So that was a very hard thing for me. Um, but I'm so glad that I went through it. So then why am I grateful for both, especially my setbacks? Because as I mentioned, you have to look at those setbacks as, you know, through a grateful lens. Um, I am grateful and so thankful for them because I learned a lot. Um I am thankful because thanks to this, I was able to work through many traumas, triggers, limiting beliefs, questions about myself that I was avoiding to face. Um, I was so focused on winning the productivity war of winning my job, which I had to leave, as I mentioned, since my body um, you know, was breaking down and other reasons, which someday I will get into. Um, I was so focused on winning the balancing act. I was so winning so focused on winning, 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 winning everything in my life that I forgot to truly allow myself to enjoy and explore life and be an active participant in it. I was so afraid of what that may be and of letting go that I was not truly allowing myself to be myself. I was not allowing myself to truly be who I was meant to be and to lean into my power. And this year, that is what got put in place for me to work on, to have self-discovery and see where it takes me, to really focus on many passion points, although it made me crazy at times and frustrated at times because I wasn't doing one thing at a time. But I learned through doing this and through the many ventures that I started that although my word in the beginning was to garner confidence, I instead needed to really garner the value of simplicity and the enjoyment of small moments and breaks to replenish myself and be present, right? So I really learned that I 
needed to take a step back and look at the full picture, work on myself first, which is what I implore everyone that I coach on. Like we look at ourselves first of what we're doing to then look outside and see what's going on around us and what we can do about it, right? Because if we don't work on ourselves and we don't do that self-discovery, then it won't happen. No matter what you do, it may not happen. Some things may happen, but not all of it to its full capacity. Now, what were the lessons that I learned? All right, so the lessons that I learned, um, first, through my coaching, everyone wants to feel heard and understood. And it's so interesting because I feel that we feel that we're not heard and understood because people don't reflect on what we say and we forget to do that, right? We listen, but then we forget to reflect on that and to be vulnerable with that person and to allow ourselves to be in such a state where it allows us to lean into that empathy and understanding beyond of the superficial of, I understand, I hear you, right? I've learned that they have the answers they need. They just need the help to unlock them through the questions that we ask. And mind you, not all questions fit for every individual. You have to really understand that individual and see them and step back and see them as a full capacity being and see exactly who they are and what are the trigger points of what would make them see and unlock by themselves through the questions that you're asking their true potential, right? I also learned a lot about myself through their stories. You know, like I learned that don't ever diminish your story because your story will definitely help somebody else. And while I was listening to them, I was like, oh my God, this is a reflection of me. This is who I think I believe I am. This is a reflection of how I may end up. This is a reflection of where I'm, I may be going if I don't really work on this right now. This is a reflection of the things that I'm not doing. This is a reflection of the questions that I'm not asking myself. This is a reflection of me. So those stories that I was listening to really truly made me realize many things about myself. So I thank you guys for allowing me to do that. And you know who you are. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The other lessons that I learned are focus on one theme or section of your life only per quarter, okay? So don't go and do 10,000 things. Like that's not, that's not gonna help you at all. You have to focus on one theme or section in your life per quarter. I learned I must care and nourish all my relationships through being vulnerable, through telling my story, through leaning into my feminine power or my femininity, through allowing myself not to be perfect, through showing my flaws and saying, you know what, this is my flaws, but this is who I am. And yes, I'm working on them, but I'm going to hone in on my strengths more 
and then allow you to do the same. I'm going to accept you for who you are as you have come to me and as what you want to be rather than what I want you to become. So the minute that I, I learned that and understood that that is the way that I can nourish all my relationships and care for them, it's as if a light bulb, something just turned on. And now I'm starting to become a better friend and I'm starting to um, accept better friends into my circle. So the other thing that I learned was be kind with my words, not only to others, but especially to myself. Um, I learned that throughout my process, as I mentioned before, I was struggling with doing so many things that I wasn't very kind to myself. I wasn't kind to myself because I was getting frustrated and angry with myself because I was like, I could do this. I know I could do this, yet I'm not doing it. My words will either break me or make me. So be kind to myself. But I implore you to do the same. Be kind to your word, to yourself. I learned that I need to lean into my feminine power. And the reason why I say that is because as women, and maybe men can actually do relate to this, but as women specifically, especially when you become a corporate woman or a working mom or a working person, you are taught that you need to be this perfect being, this robot that doesn't have any emotions as they always say, don't take it personal, that doesn't fully feel anything. And that in order for you to succeed and go up the ladder, you must, you must hone in on your masculine side. You must be aggressive. You must be always in people's faces about what you do, always promoting yourself, doing all these things. You must be Someone that just looks at the big pictures rather than the small details. You must be someone that just is a, a task manager, someone that is basically whipping the whip, someone that is able to, it's a driver, someone that is all about getting results. And I've learned that that's not the way. Actually, that is. Far from the truth. As women, we need to lean into our power. And I am going to do a podcast episode on this, on how we can do this. But we need to lean into our feminine power. That is our power. Our power is to be able to be empathetic. It is to be able to be nurturing. It is to be able to cry if somebody is going through a hard time and saying, damn, girl, damn, man, I really hear you. And being there present for them. It is being able to see the small details and hone in and connect the dots and make it work. It is the fact that you do your job and yes, you promote it, but in a way where it's not overt and always in somebody's face where then it's boasting. It is something that really allows you to care for others. Because again, let me just tell you, the way you connect with people, the way you could lead, the way you could really be your best self is by serving others. And that, to do that, you need to lean into your feminine power. So allow that to manifest, allow that to come through. Now, with that being said, 
You have to lean into your feminine power by listening to yourself. I learned to listen to myself and forget about the rest. Many times I went astray because I went seeking for the experts and to tell me what to do and what not to do and what are the things that need to be done. And, you know, not only in my practice, but also in my life. And then I quickly learned that I have 15 years of experience, of executive experience, mind you. I have vast knowledge on trauma and triggers and how to get people to unlock their potential because I was then realizing that everything that they were saying and teaching and pushing and encouraging me to do, I had already known or already did prior. So I was just wasting my time by not listening to myself and going to the expert for what I needed to do and what are the things that needed to happen. I just wasted a lot of time there. I also wasted a lot of time by trying to get validation from others for my ideas. I wasted my time comparing myself to others and being upset that I was not where I wanted to be because I needed that validation from the expert. Here we go again, quotes and quotes. And by the way, I'm putting experts in quotation marks because at the end of the day, those experts, they were experts to others, but not for me, right? So I wasted so much time turning my wheels over and over, trying to find this perfect formula or this perfect thing or this magical bullet that will change everything and make everything work. When in reality, the magic bullet was me listening to myself and me being more myself and allowing myself to be myself. <laughs> and leaning into that power and leaning into that self-discovery to fully push it forward and catapult it to even more of what I needed to do, of more of what I need to become. I say all this because I think truly that the reason why I was doing that and the reason why I was stopping myself from doing the best work and doing what I knew I needed to do was because I was allowing my ego to pop in. I was allowing my ego to tell me, again, these negative words, right? To tell me, you don't know enough. You don't know enough. So what are you doing? You need to go and seek this answer. You need to know um, and get validated on this because it may not work. It may, may, it will not actually work. What am I saying? It will not work because you came from a different cloth. You came from a different world, right? And why I say that is because I realized that I needed to be aware of my ego popping in and trying to take me to another place, the place that I didn't want to go to and that I wanted to let go, that normalcy of what it was. I wanted to let go of that and go into a different path, but it wasn't letting me because my ego was like, girl, no, 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 you're not going there. You're not going there because you're not going to succeed. So then fear, fear creep in. And but what truly brought me back then realized that fear of what is next only comes in when the ego comes in. 
And fear doesn't want to leave, but you have to push it out by doing the very thing that scares you. And what scared me was doing the book, doing the event, speaking out loud, storytelling, because it does help others. Thankfully, each act that I created and I leaned into and I surrendered to, and then I started trusting God with where faith comes in, that is what got me closer to fight off this fear and to then lean into my power and then to start evolving into my calm confidence, right? What I learned about confidence was that it comes from knowing what you want, knowing how to get it, asking for it, and not letting fear step in your way. That's what I learned. Not allowing fear to step in your way by actually doing the opposite of what fear is telling you not to do. I learned that I need movement in my life. I need to dance, run, yoga. Um, I, it's my bloodline in reaching my serenity and fit peace. So what is next, right? What is next for 2020? Well, 2020, I want to be more focused and, in, and I want to be intentional with my time. I will, I want to say no more often and yes to the things that make me feel happy versus the shoulds or coulds or whatever. I want to assess my resources and environment and really take advantage of what I want within it and what I can do within it. I want to be intentional with my money. All that I do and spend on must bring more value than what it was paid for, which means that I have to have a clear plan and stick to it and honor it so that way nothing gets me off balance, right? I want to be more intentional with my business, which is what I mentioned in the sense of my focus. I want to be more intentional with questions to ask podcasts where I bring in more interviews, challenges, questions to help you expand and grow. I want to um, be more intentional with Resiliency Group, which is where I host a lot of my coaching along with, as well as my events. I want to be more focused on particularly sections of Financial Divas Group, like certain sections, not all. I want to be more focused on certain sections. I am amazing, more in the sense of growing it, more in the sense of Honestly, with, when it comes to my business, to be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it, my focus is really to grow my community, is really to grow the community that I have and to really serve them the way they want to be served. That's really what it is. I want to be more intentional with my energy, so I want to replenish it more often than not. I want to take more breaks. I want to do less. And that way I can do more of the things that really truly fulfill me rather than the things that I feel like I need to do based on other people's agendas. I want to be very, very intentional above all with two other things, with my health, because without it, I won't be here. And we often forget how vital that is until we start losing it. And movement is a non-negotiable, guys. Like, it's a non-negotiable. Even if you take a walk around the block, that is movement. Allow your body to move. You are a being of movement. You're not a being to stay static and sitting. You're not a robot. You're, you are programmed and designed to move and to explore and to be an active participant within yourself and your environment. So do it. I'm telling you, I guarantee you, it will make a difference. And the second thing that I'm above all 
want to be intentional with is to have fun and laugh more often. I feel like I have been ingrained so much into just the to-dos and to go and do, 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 that I've forgotten to have fun and to laugh and to be okay with my flaws and to be okay with the imperfections and to be okay with so many things. And then finally, I want to assess the power of believing, intentionality, and aligning further with myself and helping others. That is my recap for 2019, guys. Can you believe it? Yeah. Um, that is what I worked on. That is all the things that I learned. That is all the things, my struggles, my highlights, everything, and what I'm grateful for, and the things that I'm focusing on for next year. And I hope that this helps you in some way and that it makes you realize that you yourself have a lot of power and you can lean into that power by just allowing yourself to know what your or what the highlights are or what your setbacks were through a grateful lens as well as what were the lessons learned and then what are you going to do next year and how you're going to move forward right so i hope that it helps you i hope that you understand where i come from and I hope that you have an amazing new year and come back for next week <laughs> or next week episode. It's going to be amazing. See you soon. Happy new year. Woo!